you know, everyone and their mother is starting a podcast, so why not start a podcast with your mother? (laughs) Welcome to Strong Bond. We are a mother-daughter fitness duo here to help make your journey a little easier. There are so many misconceptions and misinformation out there when it comes to overall health and fitness. You can achieve a healthy balance in your life without feeling restricted or obsessing about food and the scale. So come hang with us and learn what it truly means to take care of your body from the inside out. What's up, you guys? My name's Corinne. I'm chris And welcome back to Strong Bond Podcast. We hope you guys had a wonderful 4th of July weekend. Those of you that might be feeling a little hungover right now, ate a little too much hot dogs and... Lost your dog. Maybe lost your dog. (laughs) Which I did. (laughs) Not this 4th of July. How many? That was like three years ago? Four years ago? I think it might have been... This three, be three. three years ago, because she's five, and I think it happened when she was two. We haven't given an update on Pepsi, actually. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, how many episodes was this? This was probably back in with the winter time, like maybe February. We were talking about Pepsi, yeah, because that's when she was going through it. Yeah. Um. So, Pepsi, I think the last time that we talked about it, she um, wasn't using her back legs. She got two, two knee surgeries and still healed from it completely, still not using her back legs. And, she was um, just dragging them. Yeah. And then in, what was it, April? Yeah, end of April, she, she just stopped using her entire body. You couldn't touch her without her snapping at you, which is so unlike her. Um, and it, it was just really scary. We got her to an emergency vet. And they told me that she just had arthritis throughout her whole body. And it was like, you couldn't even touch her. She was in so much pain. And they did all kind of testing. Can't find anything wrong with her. So frustrating. So they said, we're just going to send her home with an antibiotic, a steroid, and a pain medication. And we're Mind just, you, she's four. She's four. <laughs> we're going to see how she does. If not, we'll probably look into putting her down. Because the quality of life for this dog has been absolutely horrible. And my quality of life has been horrible for the last year and a half not to mention $12,000 later, mm-hmm. just to find out what is wrong with her and the surgeries. So um, I, legit two, three days of being on the antibiotic and the steroid and the pain medication, she's not dragged her legs since. She's been running around. She's jumping off my couch. I, it just, it's like a She's miracle. a new dog. <laughs> right. The only thing we can think that it was, she didn't test positive for Lyme's disease, but there's other types of Lyme's disease out there that may not show up in the blood work, and that's what they think it is. So I wish I would have known that before the surgery, because I'm just wondering if that surgery was even necessary. Probably not. I like, don't know. I'm right? sure dogs have torn ACLs, and they live the rest of their life, and they're fine. I, don't know. I think this was Lyme's disease. Yeah. Un- undercover. A, a type of, <laughs> right. A type of Lyme's disease. But no. Update. She is amazing. And she's actually driving me nuts. I love it. <laughs> I know. It's a good thing. She's great. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. So we could celebrate that. Uh, But guys, in this episode, we are going to talk about a very important topic. I always say that. Every single thing that we talk about is going to be important. But a lot of you want to make a change. You want to live a healthy lifestyle. But that instant gratification of getting results very fast has always been the front 
of everything when it comes to just taking care of yourself, diet, exercise, like. Hey, listen, like, I get it. You get it. Like, when I look in the mirror and I see weight and I'm like, whoa, whoa, where'd that come from? Like, or I put on a pair of pants and I'm like, okay, these are tighter than they were before the last time I wore them. I go into panic mode. I feel that panic. I know what you're talking about. And then there's also like, oh, we have a party coming up this weekend. I want to be, you know, I want to feel good in my clothes. I want to, so you want these instant fixes and I get it. I do too. I mean, we, we've been there. And those of you that have done countless amount of diets and just countless things to get your weight to feeling back to normal, you notice that maybe it lasts for like a month or not even, maybe a week or two. And then that goes away because it's too hard to be able to maintain. Or your body adapted. Right. So we're going to talk about really how long does it truly take for you to see lasting results in the mindset that you have to have around it in order to have these results forever. Because if we are doing this for the wrong reasons, if we're doing this for the wrong intentions, you're never going to be satisfied. I can't say that enough. Take it from us. How many years have you done it? <laughs> I took after her of trying all these different ways and trying to figure out what is going to be that answer for us to stay very lean all year round. And everybody reacts differently. Like just mine and Corinne's um, example, because we're very different. As much as we are alike, we're very different. And her body reacted in not losing weight and gaining weight. And my body reacted in getting extremely sick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everyone has a different personality. I have a ridiculous amount of, like, I don't know what you call it. Um, it's discipline, but it's also... It, but, you like to perfect diets. And right. And I'll stick with it no matter how I feel. I could be feeling crappy, but I am, I'm on a diet and I have to do that. I could go to a party where everyone else is having cake and ice cream and I'm on a diet. I don't do it. So ultra... Super ridiculous. I, like, I don't want to... It's not boasting. It's, no. um, it's to the point of, like, a psychological problem, I believe, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, if I'm starving myself, it's definitely a psychological <laughs> problem. And so everyone just reacts differently. And I wish, you know, five years ago, I would have learned to not be as ridiculous because I would be a lot better in my health than I was today. And then for you, five years ago, if you would have known starving yourself and these quick fix diets, you wouldn't have had to go through all those, you know, ups and downs that you went through. And frustration. It is complete frustration. People think the exercise and nutrition is the hard part about this. Mm -mm. No. The mindset is 10 times harder. And it's not going to happen in a week. It's not going to happen in a month. It's going to take time. And mistakes. Oh, yes. Lots of mistakes. You have to. That's the way you learn. Absolutely. You cannot be perfect at any of this. You just have to learn whenever we do screw up, not beat ourselves up, not feel disappointed in ourselves, and just keep moving forward of, okay, I screwed up. What can I do better today? So what we are going to be breaking down first before I tell you how long it takes to see lasting results is going to be breaking down your mindset as a whole with this before going into it. I really wish I had this when I was younger because I was told this can happen and you can change your body completely within 12 weeks. The bodybuilding world tells you that because I've seen it. 
I have seen before and after pictures of these women that do a, or a cut for 12 weeks and their change is so unbelievable. Look at your change in 12 weeks when you were 17 years old. It was right. And that just probably reinforced it with you. It, it did. Yeah. Right. It, it was just all about looks for me. So let's talk about just diets in general. If you've been listening to us for a while now, you know that we're against diets. But if you're new here, um, here's the problem when it comes to any diet out there. You're going to lose weight at first. And I think people think, oh, you know, this is the first week or two weeks. I've already lost 10 pounds. This is the answer. And that's the motivation to keep you going. Then they marry it. And then they marry it. Exactly. And they think this is the reason. But... Ask yourself, how many times have you restarted a diet again? Mm-hmm. 95% of the time, it's stuck. And it's it's a diet. I guess when you define diet, you're, th- you're defining restriction. You're defining, you know, what I can't have. That's really what a diet is. I mean, in my eyes, that's always was a diet. And the harder, the better. Yep. Yes. It's It was always like, oh, if this is hard, I mean, like, I have to punish myself because I can't stand the way I look. This can't be easy. This has to be hard for me to get those results. The no pain, no gain, all of those little, you know, sayings that the fitness industry sends at you really starts to become a belief system for you. And then once you you end up getting so tired of it, it's like, well, I'm a failure. I can't do this. That one, that or your body adapts. And you're still doing it, and it's not working anymore. So there's, you know, two different ways that goes. A lot of t- a lot of times you just give in and say, forget it, throw the cards in, and I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Or you're doing it, and you're doing it harder. You're you're eating less. You're running more, and you're still not seeing the weight loss. That's adaptation, and that's what you don't want to have happen to you. And I've seen it so many times where you know you're you're hating yourself right now. You can't stand the way you look and you say, you know, I'll, I'll do this restrictive diet. I know it's restrictive. I know it's a crash diet, but it's the fastest way for me to get the weight off and then I'll maintain. I have never seen anyone be able to maintain after they have lost that weight. So get that out of your head right now. That was the hardest thing for me to get out to because I thought, doing I like I got to the point where I had no other way for me to lose weight other than the motivation to get my butt up on a stage to do the most ridiculous restrictive diet out there and I was like once I do that once I'm done with that show I'll maintain my body (laughs) I gained 20 pounds in a month guys after that Mm -hmm. so as much willpower as you think you might have Biology will take over because your body is never going to be in weight loss mode. It's always going to be there to protect you and send you the correct signals. And when you're hungry, you need to eat. Oh, yeah. No, when I, I mean, I know when biology takes over, it's like you're eating. And you can be, it's, it's funny, you can be eating the things that you know, like, you're, you're not supposed to be eating. And in your head the whole time going, I'm not supposed to be eating this. I'm not supposed to eat it. But yet the fork is going into the mouth. <laughs> right. like, what is that? Like it, it, That's called biology. And your body's saying it's screaming to you to, you know, nourish me. Or it's screaming because you're just so restricted. Yeah. The mind is a very powerful, mm-hmm. powerful thing that we have. And it's always going to tell you or try to send the signal to you of the right thing to do. So when it comes to just dieting in general, when it comes to any fad diet out there, 
you either won't get to your goal when you're doing something restrictive like that, or you'll get there, you'll lose it, and then you'll gain it back. And we are talking about weight loss here. There are some people that have to follow a specific diet for health reasons. This is not that conversation. Yeah, this is solely just weight loss. <laughs> this is solely just weight loss. So if you have some type of dietary reason, some type of health condition that your doctor is asking you to do this type of diet or that type of diet or stay away from this, that is completely different. We are just talking for those people who want to change themselves, want to change the way their body looks. Right, right. Or maybe want to get healthier just because they have bad habits. Well, this just brings us to the second point. We have to do this for the right reasons. Right. Most people are going to be motivated by not liking the way that they look and they want to change that as fast as possible. So that's why they go to those diets. So now we know, okay, those diets aren't going to work. So and next next thing we have to know is even though I can't stand myself right now, even though I'm uncomfortable, my legs are big, my stomach's big, I feel flabby, and I just feel unhealthy, sometimes we rely on that to get us to start doing something. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself, are the, is the only reason that you're doing that because you can't stand what you see in the mirror? Because if it is, and if you're doing it out of punishment, if you're working out out of punishment, if you're restricting food out of punishment because you feel you're not deserving of having a piece of cake or a glass of wine, you guys can't think that way. Mm -hmm. It sets you up for failure, for sure. Yeah. And like, I mean, think about how many times have you gone to like a social event and someone's like, hey, or have a beer. And you're like, oh no, I can't. And you say that in your head and it's like, the person's looking at you like, what do you mean you can't? It's like, oh no, I'm on this diet. But in reality, you can have it, but you're putting that restriction on yourself now and you're like talking to yourself of like, okay, maybe that is weird. Like I obviously can't have it if I want to. You have to change your mindset of like, no, I don't want to because I don't want, I don't like the way it makes me feel after. Completely different mindset. That's different. Mm -hmm. And it's having confidence whenever someone comes up to you and says that because there is definitely that side of things where the pressure, the pressure and people put out their insecurities onto you. Mm -hmm. So if they don't see you drinking and you're doing it for health reasons, they're going to make you feel bad about it. Be like, oh, come on, just have one. Or there's an opposite. I could just tell you about a party I was at. And there was a, there was a real fit buff guy there. And we're all standing around. We were, whatever, drinking. It was a party. And uh, he, he had to boast, oh, I don't drink. I'm like, okay. Like... Like, do you have to say it that way? And, like, you're the stereotype. You're yes, the one that makes right. any fit person... Yeah, look bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he wasn't... He was purposely trying to tell us that he's better than us because he doesn't drink. And I know I feel like when I choose not to drink at a party, I feel like people are looking at me like that. And that is also, you know, something I have to get over. Because if I choose not to drink... And you're confident with your decision, no one's going to make... Like, it's just like, no, I don't want it. Right. Exactly. So I, I had that in the back of my head anytime I chose not to. So I had this, like, phobia of people were going to judge me. There's so many factors when it comes to, like, especially just social events. That's why we're really honing in on that because you know during the weekday you have a lot of control and you're in a routine weekends you know there's parties there's things that you're gonna be at I mean it's summer right now my weekends are jam-packed right now and that's not a bad thing um but whenever you have the mindset of doing this for the right reasons of doing this for your health instead of doing it for just solely appearance you're actually going to make better decisions that way so 
you know, say a friend, say you were doing this really restrictive diet for a while and a friend asks you like, oh, how is that going? And you're like, oh no, I stopped doing that. Like, I just want to live my life. Do you hear the way that you're saying that first off? Like that, that's an indicator that you punished yourself and restricted yourself so much that you just want to be able to live your life again. So there's a sign right there when you were doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for the fact that you, it was still out of punishment. It was still out of the fact that you don't like the way you look and you think that just restricting yourself and putting yourself through rigorous workouts is going to get you there faster and it's not. And what cracks me up is I, I always love, there's a meme, I believe it was out, where it's like that one, um, that one cheat meal did not put 50 pounds on you. That one workout did not make you lose 10 pounds. Like, it's just a collective over and over. So when you go to these parties and you want to have a drink, have a drink. It's not going to be the wreck of your, like, goals of whatever you're doing. Unless, again, you have some type of health problem that you can't, or, you know, you're a recovering alcoholic by <laughs> no means, do you? But that's what we're talking about with just the restrictive mindset compared to when someone says, like Corinne gave the example of, no, I, you know what, I, I can't do those workouts anymore. I just like, I just want to live my life. <laughs> like, you should be doing the workouts because you love your life. Because, you know what I mean? You should be eating the healthy things because you love your life. So we're doing this for the wrong reason. You are going to fail 100%. Right. And that brings us to, you know, doing, when you're doing this for your health and you're doing this for the right reasons, health also looks like sitting down, being in the moment with your friends and having a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. And it also looks like making a decision based off of how you feel and being in that moment of like, okay, you know, I know this piece of cake is going to make me feel like crap. So instead of making me feel like crap the rest of the night, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to have that. It's being more mindful of the decisions that you're making and you're going to have to fail in order to learn from that. You're going to have to overeat on dessert and dinner sometimes to learn, okay, that was a little too much. That doesn't mean we gained 50 pounds. I might feel a little bloated right now, but that doesn't mean that, and that doesn't mean that we're putting ourselves backwards. I think that's the issue that a lot of people have is if they mess up once, oh, it's done. I wasn't perfect, so I just can't keep doing this anymore. I had a bad weekend. I can't keep doing this anymore. I'm a failure. Right. Or getting back on the wagon. That's another typical thing. Everyone says get back on the wagon. And that, that's another thing. Like, people are so good all week. And, like, I mean, I could say good, but people are so restrictive all week. I mean, rephrase that. And then they call it falling off the wagon on the weekend. And I'm, I'll tell you, I am totally 100% guilty of this. We did a workout called, or a, um, yeah, workout program and diet program called Body for Life when we were in our, it was our early 30s. And it's like, that it's, used to be one of the, like the biggest programs out there right. at that time. And anybody who's ever done that knows you can eat, you eat so strict all week. And then on Sunday, they called it fun day and you can have everything you want. You know, I never, ever got any further as far as like health and diet, losing, losing weight. The what, cause I was doing it for that reason. Um, I never got any further because I did lose a little bit of weight, but those binges on the weekend from being so restricted just halted all my work. Like I could eat one day 
it was just from morning till night, you could just have whatever. It wasn't like one cheat meal. It was having whatever. So you can, the restrictiveness made us binge the entire day. Like, what can I have for breakfast? Do I make, and I make myself feel sick. And at the end of the day, we were all green. Like, <laughs> oh my God, we're going to throw up. Yep. And it legit took me, I don't know how many Sundays to do that, to finally stop. Like, this isn't, I don't even feel good. Like, I wasn't looking forward to the cheat day anymore. Because I just, I made that mistake over and over. And finally learned from it. But it took me, like, I don't know, three months. It it takes you a while, Mm -hmm. for sure. Or, I mean, you could be that person that it gets to be just such a vicious cycle that it turns into a binge eating disorder because it's like that guilt that you have afterwards is the worst feeling in the world and the only thing to make that better at that moment in that time is more food or to binge or to throw up yeah or to purge which you know people fall into but you know just a thought real quick on that diet they said to have the cheat day to boost your metabolism (laughs) Wait, wait, what? Right. <laughs> so, you know, the whole thing, you know, Corinne and I always teaching you guys about metabolism. So you lower your metabolism by restricting all week and then you have one day and it automatically goes up. I'm sorry. It's still low that day and it's holding on to all those calories that you just put in. And that's the justification of, oh, it's okay. This is boosting our metabolism, mm-hmm. but that's hurting you more than anything yeah one day of eating you know and then you go right back to the restricting I'm sure your metabolism didn't just go oh we just had a whole bunch of food let's speed up in one day (laughs) I've never thought about that that's so true I didn't think Mm -hmm. about that either because we we would always justify our cheat cheat days days for that that's crazy because it's building our metabolism right so I really want you to picture the healthiest version of yourself and I don't mean just physically mentally and spiritually as well what does that look like for you? What do you look like? What you're picturing? Because I'm sure it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So when people are saying, and I've said, I've been guilty of saying this myself to my clients, you know, my process is the unsexy way because you don't see results at first. Um, and I shouldn't say that because at the end of the day, I'm giving them something that is lasting. I'm giving them something that they are going to take with the rest of their life, not just work with me for three months, lose the weight, and then gain it back. The healthiest version of yourself is beautiful. So why don't you look at that instead of just doing it solely for the aesthetics, just solely doing it for the weight loss? Because here's the irony in that when you do focus on the aesthetics and that's it and that's all you care about, the decisions that you make leads to poor health, poor appearance, possibly plastic surgery, overtraining, dieting too much, even drug use, um, which is going to take away from your health and your appearance. Absolutely. So yep. doing this for your health is the sexy way, actually. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I can attest, as much as that list sounds absolutely horrible, I've done that all. I mean, I've taken, um, what was it, clenbuterol. I've taken ephedra. I've taken the drugs to, you know, to lose the weight. Never got to cocaine, thank the Lord. <laughs> thank God. Gosh. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I've got the plastic surgery. I mean, I've done the restricted. Did it make you happy? Heck no. I want them out. <laughs> I don't want them anymore. <laughs> Coming from someone that has no boobs. <laughs> you want what you can't have. <laughs> Which brings me to the next thing that a lot of people think. Um, when you go to a professional, when you hire a coach, 
because I genuinely thought this too, that all my answers were going Uh to be solved because I hired someone. Guys, just due to the fact that I am a coach and I've worked with so many women and so many people have that mindset of just because I'm working with someone, this is going to be the answer. But I am one of the professions that you come to me and I tell you what to do. I take the guesswork out of the process but you still have to do it. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between knowing and actually doing. Mm -hmm. And doing is still not going to be easy. Reversing all of these beliefs that you have in your head, reversing all of the bad habits that you've developed since you were little, how do you think you're going to change that in a month or two? It's not possible. I always say, everyone's like, oh, you look like that because you're a personal trainer. It's just as hard for me to say, you know, no to a bag of Oreos as it is for you. Yeah, that, that cracks just because me I, up. Just because mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't eat, you know I mean? You know it too, you know what I mean? But if I had somebody telling me exactly what to do, it doesn't make it any easier to do it. It doesn't. You know, it also comes down to the coach that you are hiring because I know of a lot of coaches out there that have this belief system of the no pain, no gain making it as grueling and as hard as possible for you because that's how you're going to see the fastest results and make these workouts that you are absolutely dying after run. Yeah. Run from them. Do not hire them because these are the coaches that will get you instant results. Don't get me wrong, but we're just, they're just setting you up for failure. There, you know, any coach that's going to tell you that this is going to be hard, you got to, you know, you got to sweat blood, let's go, like that type of stuff, just run. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, use that sweat and blood to run the other way. Honestly, it's just it, it, an amateur coaching style. And I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit when I first started, I thought I had to kill my clients because I had to have them sweating and just mm-hmm. huffing and puffing by the end of that. And they were like, oh my gosh, that was so hard, but that was awesome mm-hmm. that's such and the wrong mindset it to didn't have. get us results it no didn't. I mean and it just I'm guilty of it I mean you just feel like I didn't work out because I didn't like die in there and that's what people are looking for and it's a it is a high it is and you know after these you know hit classes and stuff there was people hugging us remember all that and it does feel good it releases endorphins but it is not healthy for you no you, you got to find a coach that meets you where you're at and establishes small goals for you um, to be able to hit so it makes it more manageable. And it doesn't mean if, you know, a coach is telling you to do something and you don't do it, that doesn't mean that they should be disappointed in you. Because number one, it's like they're the coach. They're going to help you through it. They're going to be your biggest supporter. And when you mess up, That's what they're there for. They're there to give you comfort and to tell you, yes, maybe some tough love sometimes if you need it, but it's not the end of the world. You're beating yourself up more so because again, you have the mindset that this is you you're putting weight loss first and you're rushing the process. You want this to go faster and you wish it was going faster. But at the end of the day, what keeps you successful at this and keep going is working on small goals looking at those small wins that you're hitting every single day and week and being kind to yourself throughout this process. Cause if you're not, you will never be able to keep it up. And I know with picking a coach too, guys, I know sometimes you look at somebody and go, I want to look like them. 
what are they doing? And this is like, this is the biggest fallacy of Instagram and Facebook. You get these people that have these genetics that are just so amazing. And they really don't do much at all to look like that. Um, they're just gifted. They're gifted. And there's, I mean, few, very few and far in between of those type of people. So, but they can put, they can have these bodies and then put a workout out and make a make bunch of so money. much money off it because you looked at them and said, well, if I do what they do, it's going to work and I'll, you know, I'll look like that. How many times has that come true for you? Seriously. How many times have I cried that I like was like, you know, just starting in this industry if I don't look like that, like, I'm not going to be successful. And if I would have kept that mindset, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. Because it's just, it, it's not something that is authentic. No. Because you're not being yourself. Right. It's not authentic. I don't want to kill myself to get those results. Because here's the thing, and especially women out there, those women that are completely shredded, yes, genetics plays a huge role into that. But they are, when you're at a bodybuilding level and that competitive level, that is something that is not attainable. Those women don't attain that all year round, which is another thing that I really thought was possible. It is not. They have those off seasons and when they're going through those off seasons, they are working on repairing their hormones that they damaged. Do you want to do that over and over again? Right. Like those bodies, you can have like a great body and look amazing and be a completely unhealthy inside. Not for long, because that eventually comes out. But like for myself, I was really, really thin for a long time. But inside, I was dying. I was the epitome of bad health. Or you can just work on your health and the outside will come. It will. It just, you know, just worry about your health and all those beautiful things will come, including your confidence. Like, like we talked about, right? Like it's when you picture the healthiest version of yourself and let that motivate you. But, which brings me to the next thing, we can't rely on motivation to get us there. Motivation is just like any other emotion. It comes and goes away. Typically when women come to me is when they're motivated because it's like, you know what, I've had it. I, I can't do this anymore. I've got to make a change. I'm ready to do this. Let's start. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, the motivation goes away. And they're like, oh my gosh, like th this is really hard now. And that is when you have to learn discipline. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to discipline. Yes, you can. <laughs> discipline. I see the way I look at discipline. I always said this, and I may have said this in a previous podcast. I'm sure I have. But pleasure does not last like you want pleasure because you want to eat that bag of potato chips you want pleasure because you just want to come home from work kick off your shoes and binge watch something on netflix that's pleasure but does that pleasure bring you happiness heck no no now if you change that up and you say no to the bag of potato chips and yes to a healthy balanced meal and go out for a walk with your husband or, you know, anyone, your dog, after your meal instead of, you know, binge watching something on TV, what happens at the end of that? That took a little bit more discipline, but how much happier are you? Are you? And that happiness is sustainable and it lasts. Yeah. That was a great example of discipline. I, yeah, it just... I love that. Um, I'm trying to think of who. I told her, that was so long ago. 
that someone had, I had just listened to somebody on a podcast say that and it hit home with me like, oh my God, that's how I, that's how I have discipline because I think of afterwards. Yeah. I think of what is the result afterwards. You work on earning your happiness. There's been times where I've gone into the, like, you know, cover to grab a piece of like, you know, Reese cup or something. And I can actually taste it in my mouth and I can actually say, that's not worth it. <laughs> like I, you know what I mean? Like you just like stop for a moment and think. And I think what we do is we just blindly, we're so in a habit or we just so blindly oh, yeah. grab things that you're not mindful. You're not and mindful. Like just mindfulness can make all the difference in the world with certain things. I like your technique where you count don't you when you grab something you know you know you already had your limit of what you want to be eating for the day and then you go in to grab something count backwards to five and then make an action of like am I going to take this or am I going to just put it away you know so the time my second brain kicks in of like not being so reactive to whatever because again it's just learning about yourself there are certain foods that or certain cravings that people have due to certain emotions and it's just going through that and learning that and that's what I've helped with clients as well that whenever they bring up that situation I just say like this is just a learning experience it's not a part to like it's not a point to beat ourselves up over of this we're learning from this and we're learning about yourself it is so it is literally a skill discipline is a entire skill that can be achieved motivation is an emotion Mm -hmm. So never rely on motivation to get you there. Never rely on something else to get you there. Like you want to walk more and you buy a puppy. <laughs> that's yeah. that's not going to force you to walk more. It's probably going to be more of an annoyance for you than oh, yeah. anything at that point. Oh, yeah. Because I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, I want to go for a walk. I love going for a walk after a meal. I don't know what it is, but I just enjoy it. And I do think there is there is um, some health benefits to it. I know it does help sens- insulin sensitivity, and it does bring your uh, um, insulin down. helps with digestion, too. It helps with digestion, too, right? Um, but I got in the habit of doing that, and I do it, and I always look at the dogs, and I'm like, dang it, I don't want to take them. I just want to go walk in peace. Because <laughs> they want to stop and sniff and eat rabbit poop. That is all so their, oh true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, and lastly, guys, you know, with all of this being said, you know, so how, how long is this really going to take when we put all of these things that we have talked about when it comes to stop dieting, when it comes to doing this for the right reasons, picturing what your most healthy body looks like and going after that and achieving that understanding balance and learning about yourself and where you mess up and learning from your failures and understanding we can't rely on motivation. When we bring all of these together, how long this is going to take for you to see those results? In my opinion, you're going to see the results right away if you're focusing on the right things. Physically though, because that's what I know you're here for, it's probably going to take about a year. So even when you're hiring a coach, just know, it's probably going to take about a year for you to get to your desired healthy self. And mindset. And mindset. Mm -hmm. When it comes to someone that is listening to this and thinking it's all BS, you're just going to go through what my mom and I went through for years upon years of trying different things like being thinking, oh my gosh, this is my answer. Maybe it's not. And going through that cycle continuously until you have that realization and you take all of this in again and be like, okay, you know, I'm at my wit's end. 
And that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not judging those people that really feel skeptical about what I'm talking about right now because that was me. But those of you that have re are really hearing us right now and um, a lot of this is resonating with you and this makes sense, do this for your health and you will be shocked at and do this for your health and don't worry about the past or the future. Just focus on the present moment. Focus on what I can do today. What can I do this week that's going to make me feel better, that's going to earn my happiness to get myself to the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And you will be shocked at whenever you are just focusing on falling in love with the journey and not the actual outcome, how fast that year can come for you. Yeah. And I honestly, one bit of solid kind of advice to actually put in the plan, I think, to help you with all of this is to ditch the processed foods. Yeah. I just really think that this is one area. I know we don't want to be restrictive, but I think the let these foods are chemically made to to make you addictive. And we can talk about discipline all you want, but if you're if you are physically addicted to these things, it's going to make it that much harder for you. So I would say, you know, you don't have to do it all at once for sure, but when you start Small goals, guys. Small goals. When you start looking at your food, because I'll tell you what, guys, we always talk about workout and nutrition, but nutrition is legit 80, 85% of this. When we start looking at whole foods, real whole foods that are satiating, you are. it's going to be amazing on how that discipline is going to come. It's going to be amazing how, how much better it makes you feel. Yeah. Okay. So you have the strength, you feel better, and you get rid of the addiction of those processed foods because there are people right now sitting in boardrooms designing a food to make you completely addicted to it so you keep eating it. Don't forget that. Like that, There's real addictions with these processed foods, guys. So that's just a piece of solid action you can take. Oh, there's no quick fix to getting your health back. No. There isn't. <laughs> no surgery. No weight loss pill, nothing is going to give you the results like a healthy mindset will. And you will be shocked at how fast you see the positive side effects of the aesthetics changing when you do this for the right reasons. And ditch the scale. Yes. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it for right now. Right. Go, go buy your clothes. Go buy how you feel. Because I know there's people that put on three pounds of muscle and... Like, they feel great in their clothes. They feel, you know, oh, I'm looking different. I feel good. They get on a scale. They see three pounds of weight gain, and it all goes out the door. Mm -hmm. So get rid of the scale, guys. I, I mean, I don't even have one in my house. I need one for my dog, though. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I have one if you need to take it for yeah, her. I got I to wait, Pepsi. She's just looking really chubby. I don't know <laughs> if she's furry or if she's chubby, but she seems heavy to pick up. <laughs> all right, guys. So that brings us into our questions. Um, thank you guys for those of you that had wrote in. We have three. We're always going to keep it to three questions because like I said, we do go a little bit in detail with these. The first question is, do you wear an Apple watch? I hate mine, but I feel like I have to. I say ditch it. Just like the scale, just ditch it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I mean, okay. Well, there is this whole thing of, one of the reasons I never got one personally is I am aware of EMFs and I'm like, I don't think I want to wear something on my body that's continually pulsing the EMFs out. So there's that, but that's my you know, ridiculous reason. Um, but another reason is, first of all, I don't think they're actually that accurate. But second of all, like just live life. 
and quit worrying about it. Like, you know what made me start to hate wearing mine? Because I, I won mine from that competition, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the Miss Health and Fitness thing. But I couldn't stand. It would remind me to stand up 24-7. And, like, I was like, I'm, I am standing up. Why are you telling me to stand up? Like, I just got so annoyed with that. Yeah. Um, but I also got annoyed with becoming obsessive over those, like, little rings that you have and you've never worn one so yeah. you don't you're not too familiar with it but it's like yeah. r- like you fill up these rings that are pretty much like your activity for the day and if I didn't do that I would feel like oh my gosh well I didn't do enough but I had a great lifting session in I went on a walk with my dog yeah. like that's plenty enough like why am I trying to just get these rings to be filled up for what literally nothing so it, it for me it just like was very annoying to me And, um, the only thing that I would say was beneficial, which you can honestly just use in your phone under the health app is being aware of my steps. Like, um, I do like, I would, you know, walk around my neighborhood maybe three times and be like, okay, that was around 5,000, 6,000 steps. And then I don't have to wear it anymore because I just know if yeah. I'm going to do that walk, that's how many steps that I'm getting in. It's just being a little bit more aware, well, but. I, well, I think it takes the intuitiveness out of your life. I, you know, I think we need, we are getting away from, okay, we're, we feel good. We want to go for a walk. I think we're getting away from, okay, I don't feel so good. I don't know that I would, should walk today. Maybe you should listen to yourself. Not laziness. I'm right. not saying that. But you need to be, I think the best healthy way of living is to be intuitive on how you feel. If you don't, if you have to force yourself to go take a walk, there's something wrong in your health. Because I know, like... I, when I feel my healthiest, I don't want to sit down. I want to keep going. I feel good. But then there's times where I have to listen to my body saying, slow down and take a rest. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I've never done that. I just push through and push through. And I used caffeine a lot to push through. <laughs> and these, these Which you should Apple not watches, do, the these Fitbits, I just feel like if you are that person that's just lazy and needs to know I got my 10,000 steps in, okay. I understand that. It's pushing you to do that. But I just feel that these devices take intuitiveness out of your life and you should probably be listening to your body more than these devices, personally. Yeah. I don't think it's, like, horrible for those of you that just aren't aware at all. But I don't think it's something that you, again, you also have to ask yourself, like, can I keep up 10,000 steps forever? Literally, can you? Another thing mm-hmm. that I saw, sorry, see that we do go on about things. Mm-hmm. The other thing I did see that I didn't really care for was the um, whenever anybody was done with a workout and they would look and go, oh my gosh, I burned 500 calories in that workout. That was amazing. Okay, so you think you burned 500 calories. Did you really? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but you, I think it allows your mind to go, okay, well, I can eat. 500 calories or you're killing yourself to see how many calories you can burn too so I just never never bought one never thought it was healthy the only thing I might have ever wanted to use it for was to see who was calling me (laughs) honestly yeah if you're teaching classes it's like oh I don't have my phone on me that's nice right I did enjoy that part of it right but um but I I don't want it for the EMFs so yeah so to clearly sum this up no uh if you don't want to wear it don't oh my gosh like do not Number two, um, what are your thoughts on diet pop or anything artificially sweetened? Get rid of it. <laughs> it's 
small and short of it. It's a chemical, guys. It's not, it's the, you know, it's foreign to your body. There are things called excitotoxins in NutraSweet, which actually pop your, your brain cells. So maybe that's not a good thing about. Yeah. I mean, like, here, listen, guys, I am not going to lie. I enjoy a diet Pepsi here and there. But do I have it all the time? No. Like, it'll be sometimes it, Bobby and I are grocery shopping on a Sunday. It's right in front of me as I am um, checking out at the grocery store. And him and I split one. I thoroughly enjoy it sometimes. But I don't know how. Oh, it is I the most it. disgusting taste. Wait till you get away from it 100%. You I have. I, I still like it. I can't, I can't. I can go a complete year without it and still have it and think it tastes amazing. Oh my gosh, it's awful. But I... It's more of the behaviors that I'm concerned of um, because, yes, I know that there are certain ingredients in there that are horrible for you, but I'm not having it every day, so I know it's not going to really hurt me. Um, but it's the behaviors that I notice whenever I do have that. I crave more sugar because you're sending a signal to your brain that you're having something sweet, but there's no calories in it. So your body is genuinely confused and it's craving that sugar because you actually didn't give it any. Um, so that's where I, I mean, I know, you know, someone that lost a lot of weight, yeah. just taken out diet. diet uh, right. And I can attest to this too. I, when I had read on how, um, dangerous and how unhealthy sweeteners can be for you, even stevia, um, stevia, not so much unhealthy as it can trigger those, um, sweet addictions. It can trigger wanting more sweets, but I noticed it might, like when I found out about that, I had an addiction to diet. Uh, Coke, I really did. And um, I got off of it and started drinking Pepsi. Sorry, regular Coke is just doesn't taste right to me. So I was drinking Pepsi. And I never gained any weight. And I think and I drank a lot less of it. And I think my body actually was just satisfied with my, my body was just actually satisfied that it was getting some sugar that it wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't have any more sugar cravings after that. So I didn't gain any weight switching. But I also didn't have a six pack a day habit. Yeah. Which is awful. And I do know somebody that would drink a six pack of diet Pepsi in the morning before as breakfast and they lost weight giving that up. So not to say they didn't have diet Pepsi all day long, <laughs> but you know, but I just think that it's foreign to your body. You should not put it in your body. If you can't, I think you should use it like you do. If, if you really want some, make it a special treat or something like that but do notice that it will induce sugar cravings yeah and the last one how often do you recommend increasing weight in the gym completely individual yes completely this, individual this does not there is not a set time that you should be or a time frame that you should be increasing it really comes down to the individual and what their programming looks like. Like, it all depends, honestly, on just what their program looks like, what they're doing, how many reps. Like, it's all going to depend. But whatever you're doing right now, number one, you should be following a program. That's the only way you're going to watch yourself progress if you're doing the same exercises over and over again. It might sound boring, but that's the way that you're going to see results faster. Uh, and number two is... You know, say your rep range is 10 to 12 reps for your exercise. If you got all the way to 12 and it was a piece of cake, no problem. That's the signal to go up in weight. Um, and like five pounds. Like you don't have to go up, you know, real high in weight. But I would go, 
you know, if you're doing, let's, let's take um, chest press. If you're using dumbbells and you can press 15 pounds and you're doing that like for 12 reps, the next time, and you, and you didn't struggle on that last rep, the next time you go in to do chest, try, you know, try moving up by five pounds and just see how many reps you get like that. It's, you know, it all is it very individual. It's not linear either. You may move up one week and the next week you have to come back down for some reason. So, you know, as long as I would say within a two month span, you saw some increases, then you're doing something right. Right. And again, small increases is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like she gave the example of going five pounds up, the smaller the muscle is, the harder it is to go up. I, um, got off a call yesterday with a client that started at five pounds doing bicep curls and she's up to 15 and that took her a year and a half to get there guys. So keep in mind that takes long, but when you look back on it, it's like, holy crap, five pounds used to be so hard for me and now I can get 15 and I'm thinking of going up um, to 20, but that's what's hard about the little muscles. Five pounds is a lot for them. So even if you change your tempo of going slower with your movements whenever you're doing a bicep curl or working your arms, that can make all the difference in the world for you. There's been times I've grabbed um, weight and I and I was like, okay, I could do 20 pounds and I put 20 pounds in and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so easy. So I just right away slowed down the tempo to make it harder. But that is it for the questions this week, guys. So I hope that cleared any confusion up. Thank you for those of you that did write in. Um, if you ever do have a question, please shoot us a message. We love, I, I like answering these questions. Yeah, these well, ones these are, are good like, questions. Yeah. I mean, all the questions we got last week and this week, or was it last week? Mm-hmm. Last or week two and, weeks ago. Two weeks ago and this week. Um, I, I enjoy these questions. They're good questions. Yeah. Okay, so um, to finish this off, guys, obviously we're coming off of a holiday weekend. So I want to remind you, you know, especially after listening to this, I hope it helps Mm -hmm. with your mindset. But please do not restrict yourself. Do not do extra cardio or extra days in the gym because you might have ate too many hot dogs or drank way too much and you're feeling like crap right now. Your body is amazing and it will bounce back when you give it some normalcy. Feed it whole foods. That's what it wants. That's what it craves. Make sure you're drinking enough water and just move your body. Any form of movement is healthy for you. Do not abuse. And if you have any questions about this, because I know when it comes to, you know, wanting to make a change, I know how frustrating it can be that this stuff does take long, but just know it's supposed to take long. It's done the correct way when it does take long. If I hear someone lose weight very fast, that actually concerns me because of all the reasons that we told you today. So we hope you like this episode. Please give us that five-star review. Get this information out there. Write us in any questions that you have. And until next time, we will see you. Bye, guys.